Hi, we are rabn.org. You are listening to Transit Lunch Radio at Disruption Lab, Dark Heaven, Berlin. Thank you. It's wonderful to have you here. Thank you very much for joining me in the Transit Lounge. And so I'm really fascinated by the project that you've put together. It's like an artistic interpretation of the offshore tax haven data from the Panama Papers, as I understand, but it also is developed from your previous work with algorithmic trading. And so I wonder if you would give a brief introduction to what the offshore tour, offshore tour operator is. So the offshore uh, tour operator is a prototype we built during our travel through the different tax haven around the world. And it uh, consists on a GPS uh, geolocalization of uh, the addresses that have been uh, identified by the ICIG uh, uh, journalists and put into a database from the different operators of the uh, offshore industry uh, around the world. So there is uh, 800,000 addresses that we geolocalized everywhere. And uh, we use this uh, simple uh, audio guide to drive us uh, inside uh, a city, inside the street, until we reach uh, one of these points. Then we take a photo of uh, the building that is uh, in front of us and that hosts uh, one of these activities of offshore finance. It's very interesting, I think, because I've recently learned from Nicholas Jackson and his book Treasure Islands that actually... Great Britain is one of the major operators of offshore tax havens. When you hear the word, often what comes to mind is the Bahamas or the Cayman Islands. So can you just run me briefly through what countries you visited and what kind of spaces you find when you actually go to the address that the businesses are listed at? So we started with uh, the major actors, countries or the location that are the major actors of the network, uh, which are obviously Switzerland. So we went to Zurich, but also to Pfaffikon and uh, to Liechtenstein because it's very close by. We started really the, the investigation with uh, the city of London, uh, mainly because of the book of Nicholas Jackson, because it's a very interesting uh, area which has his own jurisdiction, his own legislation. Uh, and obviously, we also needed to go to the US, in Delaware, uh, because it's also one of the major agent and there was this huge competition between Switzerland and, and the US. And uh, uh, it would have not been complete without being uh, visited the Caribbeans, uh, but also uh, Canada, uh, Dublin, and all the, the countries that we call conduits, and the very last uh, travels were Luxembourg, uh, the Netherlands, uh, Malta. So this make a kind of a panorama, but the interesting thing is like the workshop and the prototype works everywhere. And uh, it's also very interesting to switch to countries that are not supposed to be like a tax haven and to, to try to see what has the density of the network there. So for example, in Paris, it's very dense. Uh, in Marseille, there was only a few addresses, but still like uh, all of them are connected together. So one of the interesting parameters is you can be uh, uh, visiting uh, London, but suddenly in London, you're in the British Virgin Islands or you're in Malta. Uh, so it's one of the interesting features of this object. It's like you travel without traveling, <laughs> I would say. Yeah, it's a kind of meta-travel or a conceptual travel through a different space, like through an economic space. And I mean, I, w I'm, I was kind of fascinated with the idea too that once the 
the British colonies started to break apart, that they had actually recolonised the world through these financial instruments that were extracting wealth from countries and it would flow through the country but not actually stop in that country or, or you know, help, any, help anyone really. So there's two points I wanted to ask. So, so the first one is about the visualisation of this spider network actually see how it is maybe connected to the local economic situation. And the other thing that you were saying is that this sort of offshore methodology has become normalised and it also has become a kind of governance. For the first uh, point, uh, when we went in uh, Bahamas, uh, we, we saw the concrete uh, transformation of the country uh, through the finance activity there because with the tourism it's uh, almost the only uh, activity uh, economical activity that's happening there do you mean with financial tourism like people who are coming because of the wealth that they have there or no uh, i mean the the big boat uh, that uh, bring uh, 5000 uh, people each day uh, it's it goes together it uh, started uh, together uh, as uh, Jackson uh, explained it uh, in his book too what we saw it was a uh, the result of the poverty uh, there. And uh, we met uh, a group called the CABE that was uh, a pe uh, people who wanted to organize, to demonstrate in the street because uh, it was impossible for them to uh, to borrow money uh, from the banks uh, when they wanted to uh, start a business in external to uh, one of these two fields. And uh, it was just impossible. The bank uh, refused and uh, they don't want to uh, lend money uh, because uh, the actual uh, economy there is uh, not supported by this uh, system. Yeah, it, it's a very uh, big contrast between uh, this uh, two streets, uh, touristic street and uh, this uh, island before called uh, the island of uh, Pigs, uh, Pigs Island, and uh, that is now called the Paradise Island, which is uh, in front of uh, Nassau, which is the main city. Designed, totally redesigned, uh, the landscape has been uh, totally redesigned for the, this activity. And also uh, in the Bay Street, that was uh, the main street where um, uh, financial activity were uh, going on. It has also transformed the street, but behind that, after, if you go more deep uh, into the this island, uh, you see just uh, uh, poverty. Yeah. In the talk, I think you said um, that you wanted to to relocate this offshore finance into a like a local environment to to activate this critique, because clearly there's trillions of dollars sitting around in these offshore havens, but that kind of money is just not accessible to ordinary everyday people, and it does really have an impact on our lives because it does drive inequality and it means that money that should be paying for services in a country, like for infrastructure, for education, for health, is not there. Yeah, maybe that's, that's where um, it uh, reconnects with the governance um, because like the, the, the whole uh, aim of, of this industry is actually to capture money. Uh, and it is where also the, the metaphor with this like big boat, this tourism uh, in Bahamas is uh, working because uh, first they, they, they decided to open the islands as a kind of um, touristic hub. But uh, actually, when you analyze clearly how it is working, uh, most of the tourists, they only go in uh, tax-free zones. So there is no money which is uh, going to the, to the citizens and they are all living in like a uh, you know, this protected zone only for tourists where the uh, usual citizen cannot really access it. They have no uh, means for it. And I, I think this is also like a, uh, the exact way the financial system works there. 
uh, but we can, we can also make a kind of uh, transposition uh, how it is working uh, here. And um, this uh, offshore governance is, uh, we can also just call it like the governance of financialization uh, because it's everything has to be optimized and the first parameters that are swept uh, from this like a general scheme actually is uh, citizens and everything is like Uh, directed toward the privatization, commodification, like so. So that's why it's like a governance principle. Yeah, I think you used a really interesting term, which was, um, I think, going back more with the algorithmic trading, but this visualization of the market and a governance by numbers, which seems to be the kind of situation that we're in now globally. You also have a really interesting way of working, like you work collectively, and the project is open source. Could you comment a little bit on your collaborative process? Well, we come from the open source, as you know, like uh, we, we met together in this open source festivals. Um, and uh, for us, it's just like a, it's, a, it's a normal and natural methodology. I mean, like uh, uh, even if today like open source has been branded by companies for uh, everything and nothing, uh, mostly like uh, it created like a kind of a new Uh, layer that was just okay that's, that's a new norm also for us like uh, we need to work together we need to to exchange and i think this is also like something which comes from the scientific methods huh? like uh, okay i discover something i publish my results and and uh, and then you you will be able to reproduce the experiments to build on it etc so and uh, and i think it's good this methodology is also transposed into like the social Uh, the political and, and the good thing is it can adapt uh, it's like it, it, it has to be forked because one solution which worked in the Bahamas don't really work I don't know like in France or in Australia or whatever so uh, yeah it needs to be like uh, transposed experimented and uh, and I think like the, the social experiments are much more interesting than the, than the economic experiments Yeah, I think this is something that always um, has a sort of a long-term effect, like bringing people together to share ideas and knowledge, and then you come out of that with your view of the world kind of transformed. And so I think when we met, you were doing this very poetic um, olfactory cinema project. Is that right? Um, and now you're sort of very deeply into these algorithmic trading and this sort of financial uh, economic kind of art practice. We start to focus on the finance about 12 years ago and uh, it was uh, first to start to understand uh, how it works and uh, regarding the market the financial market and uh, so we tried to first visualize uh, make a map uh, about the link the the relationships be between the actors then we we found that uh, it was not enough to stay uh, outside and so we tried to find ways to intrude, uh, to get in, inside the, 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 this uh, activity. We start to build a, a software that uh, automatically trade in the market uh, as uh, do the banks also under, to un in the process to understand how it works. Uh, so in a very low frequency uh, mode. And uh, that was... Uh, Uh, anti-data mining uh, series that we start to uh, to focus on uh, more on the algorithmic uh, presence in the uh, market because it's uh, very present it's uh, driving the market and uh, then it uh, conducts us to uh, be more interested in the in the high frequency trading the infrastructure but also the the repercussion the flash crashes the, which which was systemic we learn about uh, this uh, through nanex website 
and then we we move uh, into uh, this uh, uh, offshore banking uh, topic and uh, <laughs> the, now we are more uh, focusing on the the relation also uh, with the technologies between uh, artificial intelligence and uh, the human uh, computers and uh, the digital labor behind kind of uh, economics, the, the way the economy uh, is uh, organized, the, the work uh, labor is organized in a systemic way to uh, optimize uh, everything uh, related to technology. I mean, I think it's interesting because the way of um, like monetizing intangible value is something that kind of fascinates me. And like, how do you translate something like a creative process into something that you can actually use to create wealth or finance somehow did you make money on these trades uh we don't make money because we launch him uh it uh with a starting uh, amount of money that it is uh managing uh, it is the, the this this amount of money is it's uh fluctuating it's fluctuating and it is also the material that it uh it's it has the the process has to continue until and we we wait it's a bankruptcy so of course uh, we don't uh, earn money for that but you haven't gone bankrupt yet no. <laughs> very good and so that brings us to the, the the next project which is which is the algo offshore and i was really also fascinated by this sort of optimizing tax through art because i, I believe in the panama papers there was quite a lot of art investment that was used to hide money or to launder money um so how does this work our first uh what we do is we we try to analyze the uh common uh classic models huh? like uh, everybody have heard about the dutch sandwich uh singapore sling uh bermuda black hole uh single malt double irish all those like fancy uh techniques uh, that were uh, schemes that were uh, designed and uh, became some some classics and um when the lux leaks were published it's really interesting to to read for them because like it's a step by step instruction, and uh, for us uh, directly it becomes also clear that is something we can reprocess in a different manner because uh, an algorithm is a step by step instruction. So it was like a very clear uh, echo of our own work. Uh, then the only thing uh, we had to study the LuxLeaks and try to understand like the uh, general patterns, uh, and then to compare with like the classics. And uh, find also all these kind of uh, strange uh, schemes that appears through the uh, trial report, uh, court report. Uh, and then with all this material, we began to, to, to design. Uh, we decided also to, to segment and fragment into like a very specialized uh, area. So we have the one which is like dedicated to the art market. Another one which is dedicated to anonymization. Another one which is dedicated to the uh, control and moni monitoring of legislation, bilateral ag tax agreements. So it's also like a, yeah, it's a work in, in process. Huh? We're still uh, continuing to, to develop them, to uh, refine them. For this, we also like uh, try to work with different groups, lawyers. Uh, we, we want really to audit them by a specialist so they can make uh, feedback until they're like pretty good. And then at this moment, we can maybe try to patent them. Yeah. And I think you said in the talk, are you inviting people to try to use these uh, systems to actually set up their own tax schemes with art markets or? 
So um, we try to find people who are uh, involved into these uh, practices uh, to uh, point uh, in the the scheme we we, are, we made the algorithm um, uh, where uh, what is missing where, and so we increase our model. Uh, but the art market uh, uh, algo offshore. Um, what I can say is uh, that is uh, of course based on. Uh, the general schemes like uh, using the trust uh, shell companies and uh, but also there is also very specific uh, ones like uh, the use of uh, f uh, free ports and uh, f uh, free tax uh, zone uh, to store uh, art uh, piece and uh, then yeah there is also uh, all these uh, speculation speculation uh, processes or uh, strategies but uh, what we can find when uh, we uh, start to document or to uh, to grab the documentation uh, to build or to draw this uh, scheme th there is a lot uh, of information online uh, because of the trials uh, the Wildenstein uh, for example one also the journalist there is a lot of information so we just uh, took this information and uh, put it in, in the scheme and algorithmic flowchart it's fascinating I'm looking forward to trying it out <laughs> seeing if I can optimize my text through art is there a way that artists can use it to get the to make themselves tax havens so that people can invest in your work and you know write off some extra income they have lying around at the same time so uh, not really because uh, it's not made for the artist because the artist is uh, like the producer of the, the product uh, the asset in fact so uh, it's uh, better if the artist is uh, dead than when he's, it's alive, he's alive <laughs> or ah! she. <laughs> so, for example, so it, it, it's not part of the, the scheme for, for now. So it's only supporting the work of dead artists. <laughs> oh, well, I'll have to find another option. <laughs> and there was one question I forgot to ask you, which I'll finish with, um, which I was telling a friend about your work. And I said, oh, it's a psychogeographic tour of Berlin. And she went, What? So could you just explain for people who don't understand the term, what is psychogeography and how, how do you make a psychogeographic tour? I understand it comes from the situationists and a little bit of a derivé maybe, but um, yeah. Uh, okay, so psychogeography is a concept which was uh, uh, created or uh, shaped, built by the situationists, so a, a kind of uh, highly politicized uh, group of artists uh, that uh, took their distance from the art world and the art uh, industry. Uh, in the 70s. And so like the, the, the idea was also to um, get out from the authority of the, of the map, uh, try to rediscover the, the territory, to reinvent and to reproduce a new relationship of power with the, with the ter territory. And so uh, it started with derive. So this process of, uh, uh, I think they use drift, so drifting in, uh, in English. Uh, but they also use derive uh, most of the time because the term is very uh, accurate. And it's like a slow uh, uh, random walk in the city uh, where you recreate and you, your map, your own personal map, your personal geography. That's what, why they call it psychogeography. And uh, it allows you to, to uh, get out from the uh, design of the control of the city. Uh, so that's the main principle. And uh, that's why also we try to readapt this principle with the uh, technology with GPS and uh, uh, to try to, 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 to see, especially with this database uh, that allows you to create a new map of the city uh, by navigating the, yeah, the agents that are involved in this like offshore banking industry.
Brilliant. So it's like reconnecting like with your own personal experience of the city through walking through it slowly, not going anywhere in particular. That's kind of what I explained and my friend said, oh, so that's, we used to do that, that we just called it a Sunday walk. <laughs> like, yeah, that's it. You've been deriving all your life. You just didn't know it. Thank you very much for joining me. I'll let you go and join the keynote now. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. We are airwaybeyond.org and you are listening to... You are listening to the Transit Luz Radio. Thank you, Jody. <laughs> Wonderful. Thank you.